Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Welcome back. Happy February. Thanks. I don't. I mean, that's how else do you introduce a month? I guess you don't. You oh, don't. Okay. Generally, like we just accept the passage of time and move on. Oh, okay. Happy February. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, we got all kinds of stuff going on today. Also, maybe a couple of quickie things. Oh, okay. You, don't, you up for a quickie? Always. <laughs> Nothing but whatever is going to warm me up down here. You mean the basement, right? Yes, the basement. I have zone heating. When I'm not in the basement, I don't turn the, the heat is very low. Yeah, we're in the we're in the frost zone right now. Yeah. The no zone, the no temperature zone. It's in the low fifties. Yeah, not warm. Comparatively to just sitting next to your fire, which is like eighty. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thirty degree temperature drop. It's gonna take me some time to adjust. Well, thank God you're still wearing your flannel. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not gonna take off layers at this point. <laughs> Some quickies, because uh, it's not our main topic. Wolfpack episode two. You said you were going to watch it, did you? Nope. I know you wouldn't. No. Well, no, I, I got sidetracked. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yes. Your cat's dead. Yeah, he's he's gone. I, I don't think so. Yeah. So sad weekend and um, you know, time time consuming. Very very time consuming. Still consuming now, but I'm here <laughs> yes. spending time with you, mostly so I can hang out with your cat, who's a prick. I thought he was fantastic. <laughs> So is Wolfpack episode two worth, is it worth continuing my Wolfpack journey? Uh, I probably liked it a little bit more than the first one. Still not enough Sarah Michelle Gellar for my liking. Do more with her. That's why I'm watching. I'm not watching for the attractive teens. I would hope not. I would hope you were watching for Sarah Michelle Gellar. (laughs) Yeah. I'm watching for the attractive mom. I appreciate that. There's a lot of stuff of people making like dumb decisions that don't make a lot of sense. Like what's going on here? What are you doing? But. Whatever. It's it's still only two episodes in, and I am still invested enough to keep trying. I I still don't know if like this isn't like a home run or like I'm definitely watching this forever. But to be fair, I don't watch a ton of like I don't know. I probably watch more than I think, but I don't. I don't know. I am willing to stick with it for now. You do consume a lot of digital media. I mean, I have to. I mean, it's part of your job. <laughs> it's, yes, it's but literally like, my job. You you consume a ton of media. <laughs> Streaming services are a tax write off for me. Yay! <laughs> yeah, your tax write-off is my benefit. Well, we <laughs> we'll see how that goes, and some stories coming up. Oh fuck! Yeah, uh, other quickie because I thought I was losing Netflix. Oh, I guess I could do a third quickie. Um, I oh, wa- wow, three the, quickies. The I watched the number one streaming movie on Netflix. I watched You People. And how was that? Do you know what this movie is? Nope. It's about You People. This is about uh, Jonah Hill wanting to marry Eddie Murphy's daughter. Oh, okay. Um, I think for a comedy, I thought it did a very good job of balancing both like male and female perspectives, which would you always like might not necessarily my description of it was totally on the male side. Like Julia Louis Dreyfus is in there, uh, David Duchovny is in there. I like it. Which was I was like, David Duchovny, what are you doing? Looking for some of the do after friends, apparently. Who do you think David Duchovny is? Oh, wait a minute. No, X Files. Sorry. <laughs> he was looking for something to do after X Files. Yeah. It clearly wasn't friends. Yeah, I don't think he guessed it on that one, No, to my knowledge. What, Jillian Anderson didn't win it on that, too? No. Oh, so now you're just throwing names around. Yeah, but I got the right <laughs> show this time. I connected the two appropriately. Um, so I, I do think it has a very nice balance of things. It's also, like, incredibly uncomfortable. I mean, it's it's designed to be uncomfortable. Yes. Like uh, like Julia Louis-Dreyfus trying to, like, um, get involved with, and I can't remember the characters' names because, you know, I watched it last week. Uh, with Jonah Hill's uh, fiance is just like her, like being like so like tickled about like ooh like black culture, but then like just ruining it at every possible step is it's so cringy, but also like hilarious and the same thing. Like Eddie Murphy hates Jonah Hill, he goes out of his way at every possible step just to fuck with him, mm-hmm. and it's great. It's really funny, and I don't like a lot of Netflix original movies. They always kind of feel like. Yeah, there's a reason you're on streaming and not in theaters, and this was just kind of chugged out. But no, it was totally solid and really fun. Good. Um, like, I said, but deeply uncomfortable. Like, it will make you squirm. Like, oh god. I kind of, <clears throat> kind of need that in my life. The other thing that I watched. This is not new, but I just watched it, so I'm going to talk about it. Okay. I watched RRR. All right. I don't know. No, no, that one is either. This is an action movie uh, coming out of India. Okay. 
which like they're it's um basically like these two these two guys become friends and they start trying to like start a revolution but in a different way like it all revolves around like this little girl like it's all about like the english occupation of india okay and they take this one girl from um this one tribe and, and then it's like Oh, one guy's trying to do it this way. One guy's trying to do it this way. And it's just like the most insane action stuff you've ever seen. Like one time they uh, launch a motorcycle into a palace that's full of TNT, and but they light it on fire with an arrow. There's also like firing arrows like with grenades attached to them and stuff. And just like the wackiest shit you've ever seen. I like it one time when a guy just chucks a leopard at someone. I kind of like that. I like the... And because it, uh, it it it's a Bollywood movie, of course, there's like a massive dance off, and the like, and the two Indian guys dance so hard, all the white people fall over, which I loved. <laughs> but, yes, but it was just bananas. There's a fight scene like where one guy's like, it was a little bit established here, like one guy's like on another guy's shoulders, shooting like dual shotguns while the other guy is punching. That's a insane game of water chicken. Oh my! It's <laughs> it was. Compared to um, the... It was insanely long. It was three hours. I'm like, my God, three hours. Oh, my Lord. Uh, aside from the runtime, which, to be fair, I didn't mind, some of the most fun shit I've ever seen. It was such a fun movie. Can can you equate it, like, the over-the-top action to, like, on a scale of, like, like the Predator Village scene? Is it like that? Or is it, like, the over-the-top violence in a movie like Machete? Is it somewhere in the middle? Closer to that, but less gore. It was just like let's go, but there is definitely gore in it. But it's like they just go. Is it nuts? More like the over the top violence. Like it would be a blend of like Machete and the Expendables movies. I think the Expendables move. I mean, those are more f- explosion based kind of nails yeah. versus this is like just insane hand to hand combat. Like one dude is like trying to. They're trying to capture a tiger. But, like, the net picks up, and this dude, like, he's essentially pulling the net in with two arms across, like, two trees. So he's essentially flexing this tiger into a <laughs> trap while it's attacking him. It's like, it's scratching him and shit. It's just, like, he's pulling it, pulling it, pulling it. It's so fucking cool. It that's such... It's fucking metal. It, it was... Yeah, that's a, that's the word to describe this movie. This movie is metal as all hell. All right. It's so cool. I had such a good time watching it, because I thought Netflix was going away. We will get into that in a second. Uh, okay. So you're <laughs> telling me that while I still have access to Netflix, I should watch it. Well, you'll still have it, I think. I don't know how you get your Netflix. Magic. Password sharing? Magic. Do you pay for any streaming service? I pay for Disney+, Plus. I pay for Paramount+, Plus, and I pay for YouTube TV. Okay. And Amazon Prime. But, yeah, it, it was such a fun... It's This is not a new movie. It came out like 2021, I think. Yeah. But I just saw it. I, had, I just had a blast. Nice. I like that. That's <laughs> what just, I want to hear. It's just fun watching a thing. And just like enjoying yourself, like, oh my God, this is fun. That's what we like to hear. Yeah. Just, I had a great time just watching this ridiculous movie. There's also like no metaphor. It's just like, hey, the English occupied us. We're fucking pissed about it. So we're going to beat the shit out of them. Yeah. No deeper meaning. That's it. Like, fuck them. Yep. I I can live with that. Check a motorcycle at them that's on fire. I'm all, and then like bow and arrows and explosions. What's not the love? I loved the com- like. I almost called it like comedic violence and machete kills. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I've seen it. Yes, I, I haven't seen it since it came out. But yes, I saw it when it happened. Yeah, like the weird stuff, like attaching the guy to the helicopter rotor, or like hanging off him and like slicing people's heads off, sticking the machete into the electrical box. Although I think that was the first movie. He gets the babes. They chuck a leopard at a dude. That's cool. I'm not gonna lie. Was it like Bollywood? Yeah. Oh, cool. That's why you get a sweet ass dance sequence. Oh, even better. That's where all the people fall over. Then there's another dance sequence at the end, because that's how those movies end. Oh. Well, there wasn't much quickiness to that. That was long. Whatever. I loved it. I had a great time. That was a longie. All right. Uh, we got regular stuff coming up for you. We got news. We got sports reports. We got weird comics facts. Got a couple of things to talk about. Got The Last of Us. Got uh, The Fantastic Four, one of the most famous issues. We'll talk about why. And your questions. So, uh, time codes listed down below if you want to jump around, but let's just dive into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Netflix. Oh, boy. Uh, They announced this week that they were, well, not this week, but it seemed to be coming into play this week that password sharing was going away forever, despite a tweet that they are getting absolutely railed on where they're like, from like 2017, where they're like, love is sharing your password. That's also true. Plus, like families, if you have a family account, well, that was one of the big problems is like, okay, basically the pat like if it's outside of the house 
you can't use it. So like, you know, people who have like kids in college were like, oh, like, hey, so what are we supposed to do here? And Netflix's response was get a second account because unless you go back, this was what they said originally, unless you went back to the like main location and logged in every 31 days from a device that you were considered out of that network. Also like travel you couldn't do or like staying in hotels, you would have to request a temporary seven day thing that could only be done so many times a year. And also if you were found using password sharing, then you would be locked out of your own Netflix account for a month. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun at all. Yeah. Uh, there was a bit of a backlash. Uh, as there should have been and was. Yeah. So they've corrected it partially. And at least for in the US, it's not affecting us yet. But like they started in some smaller markets, but the it was announced today that like, oh no, like you read this wrong. They tried to correct some of it, but they're like, but in places like Canada and Mexico, like we're going to be rolling this out now. So we'll we'll see. Like some like some of their stuff got corrected about like travel and hotels and like hey, if also like if you want to have you know people on your account still on your account, you can pay a seven ninety nine more. Oh, because they also have their like ten dollar plan and their six ninety nine plan with ads. But yeah, uh, there was not a strong reaction from people. They weren't like good. This is well, good for us. I mean, I can understand. Like on one hand, I'm here like. Hey, this is a service that I'm not paying for, but somebody's been generous enough to allow me access to, you greedy corporate bastards. But then I can also understand, like, they're in business to make money. So Yeah, but they also created, and part of what I think the backlash was, is they're creating an overly complicated plan. Like, okay, if you want to travel, yeah, you need to like go through steps X, Y, and Z. It's like, or you could just go from point A to point B and pirate this shit, and it's a lot simpler. Mm. Like, don't make your system more complicated than pirating. It's very true. I think, like, with YouTube TV, like, if you want to watch it out of market, you have to log in, but you can only change your location, like, so many times a month. Yeah, I remember when, um, yeah, because I was trying to watch some basketball when I was in Hawaii because that was the playoffs. Yeah. That was a little complicated, I remember. Yes, because then you had to tell them, yes, I am in Hawaii, and I would like to watch Hawaiian TV. No, I wanted to watch. Just, I just wanted to watch basketball. Yeah, but it had to confirm that you were you and that you were in Hawaii. Yeah, yeah I was. A, I remember that was a pain. Yeah, I was also trying to complete my taxes. Then it was like so close to the deadline too. That was like a year ago now, right? It would have been April. Oh wow! Well, in April it will be a year. Yeah. Holy shit! Yes, if it's from April to April. Hey, speaking of things that are uh, pro-consumerism. Oh yes, AMC theaters. You see this? Uh, I did not. AMC theaters is going to be changing how their tickets are sold. Are they going to be only digital? Uh, no, they're going to treat it like it's a stadium. You want the you want the master seat? You're going to have to pay extra? you got to pay more. Well, that's going to affect like, you more like, than it affects me. Like, you want the shitty seats? I don't think I don't think they released <sighs> what the costs were. So my my image of it is probably, if you want the shitty seats, it costs what it costs right now. Yeah. If you want the better seats, what they're calling sightline, they have like different levels of sightline, then you've got to pay more money. That, to me, is foolish. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, no one responded to that one well either. So, I mean, they're compared to Netflix, like Netflix has come out like twice to be like, oops, uh, no, that wasn't really what we meant to say. What we That was an error. What we really meant to say was this. AMC so far has not <coughs> uh, retracted. No. Uh, Good. I don't know what this means. It. I guess it's going to keep on meaning that I'm not going to go to the movies that much. Like, no. I, I only really go for like big events. And I, I was thinking about going to Cocaine Bear, but. Oh, I'm going to Cocaine Bear. Like, if you're messing with me, I don't know if I'm going to go to Cocaine Bear. Oh, I'm 100% going to Cocaine Bear. I'm all about Cocaine Bear. Well, I have a Cocaine Bear story coming up. Oh, all right. Blow your goddamn mind. Yes. Yeah, so that's been super well received by everyone. One of the bigger reactions uh, came from Elijah Wood, who is basically saying, like, you're penalizing people who are of a lower income to go through, like, what was a, like, a democratic refuge before, like, you buy your tickets, you get your seat, you go. Yeah. See, I disagree with the, pre like, the concept of, like, changing the value of a seat based on where it is, unless there was, like, some more premium additions. Like, maybe if they had, like, an area, a seating area in the back where you could be delivered food, sure, I could see a premium there. But I think if you're all sitting in the theater, every seat should be should cost the same it shouldn't well i mean i love assigned seating like it, it takes out the like oh man i gotta get there half an hour early oh so yeah i love assigned seating in movie theaters that is i love it so much yes but like when you start bringing in elements like this i'm like <laughs> yeah this isn't a stadium this is just an oversized room yeah like don't pull this I mean, shit like there are 
you know, well, the argument will be, and like I'm saying, like, there really aren't in most cinemas now. Like, there aren't really bad seats. Like, if you're sitting off to the side, yeah, it could be a little distracting. <clears throat> if you're in the very front row, that can that's also tough. But in general, there's a decent amount of equity within the seats. Yeah, it's we'll see what happens with this. I'm sure this is not the end of that story. Yeah. Speaking of Cocaine Bear, I didn't write down what theater this is because it's only one theater. Snort. There is one theater in the country where you can go for a meet and greet with the real life bear, the actual bear that this happened to, who has been taxidermied. Oh yeah, I knew this. He's in a mall in like wherever Wisconsin or something. I don't. I didn't write it. He's down. in the back of a pickup truck. Yeah. He, the actual. I've seen pictures of the taxidermy bear. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go into a movie theater where there, you, you can get literal meet and greet. The bear is taking a lot of damage <laughs> over the years because people will like take pictures with it and like touch it and like rough it up taxidermied bear if you if you're really into cocaine bear and you want to go see the real life bear it's based on who is very dead from all the cocaine it took yes you can at one location i didn't write it down i should have it's like the black bear that exists at the university of maine up by alphon arena it's or is it is it in the alphon or is it in the i think it's there might be one in the alphon but there's also one in the football stadium that had its penis stolen multiple times Poor, poor bed, poor, poor dead bear having its junk yanked off. Great. There you go. Enjoy that. The Stephen King book Billy Summers is being adapted by J.J. Abrams and Leonardo DiCaprio's company. Oh. This book only came out within the last couple of years. Uh, it's really good. It's probably my favorite thing he's written like in the last decade. It is a, a story of a hitman on one last job. Really? Yeah, he, uh, he likes to, he pretends that he's an idiot, so, so people don't, like, overestimate him. But uh, then he has to go assassinate someone, but he has to, like, ingratiate himself into the community. And, like, his cover story is that he's writing a book. So he's, like, he's writing this book, but in, like, his, like, kind of, like, dumb character voice. And then, like, you can see, like, this individual, like, developing as a writer over time. You know, as it is one last job, things go awry. But he's, like, an, a master assassin. Yeah, this girl gets dumped <laughs> on his uh, literal doorstep. Oh, okay. And then it becomes a tale of revenge and escape and all other. All about that. All about that. Other news. Creed 4. Michael B. Jordan says it's definitely happening. Okay. That's it. That's the news. I don't care. I love these movies. Keep them going. Yes. Bring back, bring back Stallone. Yes. As he's not going to be in Creed 3. Bring him back for Creed 4. Yeah. But how are you going to explain why he wasn't in Creed 3? I'm sure they have an explanation to why he's not in Creed 3. That's true. Maybe he's actually spending time with his um, estranged son's children again. Yeah. Which they totally ignored after the first Rocky, or the first Creed. They brought it up in the first Creed. No, but they ignored it after the first Creed. The second Creed ends with him going to see his son. I guess you're right. Well, then, yeah, but it's kind of like... No, no, you're completely wrong. You're trying to backpedal. You just <sighs> forgot. I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you have nowhere to go. I you're like, no... Yeah, but that thing where he ignores his son, and then the movie ends with him going to see his son, and they reconcile, that's not... Oh, is it more Creed 1 where he doesn't really, with his son? No, it's brought up. It is brought up. But. Because you get that, like. Rocky Balboa is more about the redemption with his son where his son is in his corner. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, and and then the first Creed brings it up and he has, like, a photo with uh, Sage Stallone. Yes. And they talk about it. Yes, and then Creed 2, he goes to see him. Yeah, at the end. He's, like, living in Canada or something. Yes. See, there we go. I came to it eventually. So you came to the opposite of what you said. Yep, pretty much. (laughs) Tends to be my modus operandi. Uh, James Gunn has clarified, when I say clarified, been incredibly vague about like, hey, we've announced your news. What's happening with Ezra Miller after The Flash? And he's basically said, "Uh, you know, we'll see how things play out. So it's pretty much how much money do we make? It's not that at all. Okay. This is what it is. If you are part of the Screen Actors Guild and you are in active treatment, which they are, you can't be fired. Ah. If you are actively seeking treatment, you cannot be fired from a job. So they legally cannot fire them as the Flash. Nope, cannot. So that's that's the reading between the lines of that one. Like they, they're liter- their hands are tied. Like they can't do anything about Ezra Miller's casting in, until um, they're post treatment, uh, which I will then assume uh, their ass is getting fired. What if they show signs of like progress through treatment? Maybe. I mean. Redemption stories have happened. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, it's possible. I'd consider it unlikely. Fair. Seems like a big headache. More than likely. And I don't particularly like the casting anyway. Well, there you go. (laughs) That's just personal bias, but if you're resetting the universe, like, why go into it? Like, hell, this could go sideways again. It's only a multi-billion dollar franchise. Only a multi-billion dollar franchise. Yeah, my guess is when all is said and done, new Flash. 
but yeah, uh, Ezra Miller cannot be fired. Yet. Yes, yet. That <laughs> David Harbour, I just like this story. Oh, I love David Harbour, too, so. Apparently, if he's ever feeling too high on himself, he's like, look at all these movies and TV that I'm doing. Everyone loves Stranger Things. He keeps a framed photo of himself as Hellboy in his closet. Oh, he's throwing on himself <laughs> where he came from. Yeah. It's like, remember, you can still do some shit. <laughs> You're not infallible. You've made crap. Yes. So I just love the idea of like, there was this like weird tour. I think Entertainment Weekly did it where they like, they earlier like toured his like home and he was like, and here's my framed photo of myself in yeah. my closet. <laughs> to remind myself where I've been. As Hellboy. What an unpleasant movie that was. It was not good. No. Oh, what's that actor's name? Oh, Ian McShane. Sometimes I think about how bad like the CGI was on Ian McShane's ghost where he just looked like a floating head on a like, oh, yeah. totally separate body. I think about that sometimes. I'm like, that was bad. That <laughs> was really it was bad not good. CGI. Yeah. What are you doing? Sorry. I was doom scrolling. Sorry. I'm There, I did it for you. <laughs> you dropped your own phone. I did. Ah! And then I was struck anyway. Caught it. Other hand. Get off your phone. I am. All right. That's it for the news. We're going to move on from there to weird comics facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. This week, we are going to be talking a Fantastic Four issue, Fantastic Four number 51, which does include one of Johnny's best friends, Wyatt Wingfoot, who he met in college. Yes. Uh, Wyatt Wingfoot would go on. He's a relatively big supporting character in the Fantastic Four, but one of the other things that he is known for is being the boyfriend of She-Hulk for quite a while. Oh, good for him. And as She-Hulk, as you may have seen in the television show, is such a fourth wall breaking character, it was decided that it would be easier that if characters that she was close to were around her would also then be able to break the fourth wall. But the second like they got like out of her range, they can't. Like, that just that disappeared. That's kind of a cool thing. <laughs> it just became. It's like they admitted in the series. It's like this is just easier on the writer. Yeah, <laughs> to not be like trying to like work around this fourth wall breaking stuff. I think that's a great so when so Wyatt Wingfoot went around She-Hulk can break the fourth wall anybody can apparently I think you have to have like some level of connection with her if I remember right like I've had sex with her that's not what I meant okay but it's still a level of connection that that is a level of connection yes but there we go why some more significant than others Wyatt Wingfoot can occasionally break the fourth wall if he's around She-Hulk that is my weird comic fact do you think that She-Hulk broke his fourth wall if you know what I mean no, I don't know what that means. That doesn't mean anything. Okay. You tried to make it sound like an innuendo, but it doesn't mean anything. Whatever. Anyway. <laughs> Apparently, this is the show where I just tear you down. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> Kick a man when he's down. That's the easiest time to do it. That's true. <laughs> it's very true. He's already at ground level. I don't have to rear back as far. So, from breaking the fourth wall to breaking the all-time scoring record, it's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. All right. Well, we'll start with LeBron James passing Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, otherwise known as Lou Alcindor, his career NBA leading points scored in a losing effort to Memphis. <laughs> uh, it wasn't Memphis. It was OKC. Whatever. Close enough. One of those Midwestern teams. So broke the all-time scoring record, uh, ended his post-game comments with an F-bomb, and the That's iconic what... <laughs> picture of him taking the shot, two things stand out. Well, three things. Everybody but one person oh, has you're... their cell phone out, and then the post player, wide open, great seal on the block. Just get it inside. You got another chance to score that point. I didn't think he was going to do it, and I, I started to watch the game, and then I fell asleep because it was a 10 p.m. start. Oh, yeah. That's... So I did not make it through the game. I, I didn't even know when I fell asleep. But I did not make it. No, so you didn't see the actual... No, I was asleep. In real time? Oh. I, I started the game. It was one of those things, I'm like, ooh, what time is the game on tonight? Then I was scrolling through all the games, and I was like, ah, it's the 10 o'clock game. How, <laughs> how, long, how long do you think that they're going to... Because technically, every time he scores now, he's re-breaking the record. How long are they going to ride that? Like, LeBron James extended his record-breaking scoring total tonight with another 32? No, I don't think so. They just kind of let it go? I, well, I, I'm sure certainly a talking point right now but i mean that's one hell of an accomplishment like it's been a record that's been in place for like 40 years yeah since the what, late 70s early 80s so yeah i don't like that the 80s is associated with 40 years ago but that's just me i mean yeah he's you know if you want to argue to me that he's the best player of all time i'm not gonna fight you on it but 
He's certainly one of the best, no matter what. Yes. Again, I think that you can get lost in the weeds of that debate, but I just don't. So many different eras. Like, could. I mean, it's such an offensive friendly league now. It wasn't back in the 80s and early 90s. Certainly wasn't in the 70s either. Yeah. I, he is, I would say, undoubtedly one of the top four players of all time. Yeah. 100%. It's like, obviously, put Jordan there if you want to put like Bill Russ or Wilt Chamberlain or even Kareem. I guess we're already at five, but you know. He's in he's in that like one percent of like one percent of one yes. percent kind of players. Like it's crazy. He's still doing it and he says he wants to move his kids, so he's gonna score like another five to ten thousand points, probably. Yeah. Absolutely. So I it was a when I watched the game, it, the game really sucked. <laughs> and then I fell asleep, so yeah. it wasn't a very entertaining game. Well the Lakers aren't a very good team. Well they had they had um a counter in the upper right hand corner of saying like 36 points until LeBron gets it. And they were playing so poorly. I didn't think it was going to happen. That I mean, would have been funny. I mean, they were definitely like feeding him like in a big way. Like what if he th- felt this like is what our goal is. We're trying to win this game. What if you, what if you felt like one point short at the end of the game overtime for LeBron? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, congratulations. No, to LeBron. Absolutely. Yeah, so that, that's so a that's, tremendous accomplishment. Yeah. He's done what no one else in the world has ever done. It's true. Nobody else has ever done that. And, Spe- and no one's even close. No. Like, the next closest players, it's, uh, like, Durant and Carmelo. And Melo's not even in the league right now. And they're, like, they're like the same age, or they're, like, 10,000 points away. Like, this record is going to stand for a while. Yes. Oh, God, yes. It's there for some time. Yeah. I don't know if it's 40 years like what Kareem had, but again, it, it's, it's no one's passing it anytime soon. No. They're Especially not. because he's still going to play for a few more years. Yes. And Kareem, I believe, played for a while with, <clears throat> without a three-point line. But he wasn't really a three-point shooter, so. No. It would have been cool if LeBron did it with a skyhook. True, but I don't think he was thinking of that at the moment. He was. He was doing those, those in warm-ups. Oh, well, there you go. Uh, did we talk about Tom Brady last week? Uh, I don't remember. Well, he retired again. <laughs> yes. I'm trying to remember because it, when it happened, I think it happened after the show. Whatever. It happened. Yeah, but Tom Brady, again, reiterating he's retired. One of his first tweets um, the day after he retired, now that I'm retired, I have all kinds of time to go watch 80 for Brady three times in one day. God, that looks awful. It's getting good reviews. It, so. it looks unbearable. <laughs> yeah. And I've seen Gronk act in enough commercials. I don't need to see him in a movie. Yeah. I'm just waiting for the film ap- adaptation of like the Gronk Harlequin novels. Remember those? No. There was one like about Gronkowski, and it was, I can't remember. It was like Gronk spiked my heart or something like that. It was very illicit. Uh, so you've got that. The NFC won the Pro Bowl, the new Pro Bowl skills competition this year. They won taking all the glory home. They had the flag football game, long drive competition, uh, individual skills competitions. Uh, what else was there? Accurate passing, dodgeball, all of that wrapping up. And now it's Super Bowl week. What? Yeah, I know. The big game. I don't know if we can we say Super Bowl or do you have to say the big game? Uh, we're not paying for advertising, so we're fine. Okay, there we go. So this week, Super Bowl, you've got the Eagles, you've got the Chiefs. Everyone's wondering what Patrick Mahomes' high ankle sprain is going to be like, how well he's going to play. He was dinged up in the last Super Bowl he played in, too, and uh, that was a, a losing effort. Uh, it's a tough game. Eagles have really good defense, tremendous offense. They can run the football. And you still have Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs. They're well coached. I think it's going to be a decent game. If you were a betting man, yeah, where would you put it? Well, Julian Edelman, who is a betting man, put $50,000 on the Eagles to pay out forty eight or 49000 because they are the the slight favorite, I I mean I would lean Eagles. I'm leaning Eagles, but there's just something about me that feels like the Chiefs can find a way to get it done, and I only because I want to see the. I say inter- this is a man who isn't that ingratiated in the no. NFL. I'm I'm a very casual viewer. I kind of I kind of want the the Chiefs to win so I can watch the social media world explode with everyone saying that Patrick Mahomes is the goat, the best of all time, and the people arguing that and be like, oh, I hate Patrick Mahomes. It'd be a cool story for Jalen Hurts, too. I mean, this is a guy that, you know, got benched in a national championship game, stayed around as a backup for a year, went to another school and won a national championship there, and has really carved out a role for himself and a name for himself with the Eagles. I wish we could live in a world with a split timeline where we could see in what version uh, do Philly fans freak out the most. There was a tweet <laughs> do they, today do I they saw. they freak out the most over a win or the most over a loss? I want to see the split timeline on this. 
There was a tweet I saw. There was somebody climbing a skyscraper in Arizona. It said, Philly fans are already practicing for the victory parade. Do you remember that guy eating horse shit last time? <laughs> I try not to remember that. Do you remember that was a thing? I do remember that. Was it horse shit or was it, it human shit? Uh, it was horse shit. Pretty right? sure it was horse shit. Okay, great. There, yeah, don't don't forget we're going to see don't all the- Don't celebrate that way, <clears throat> kids. We're going to see all the great uh, tweets and pictures of them greasing the lampposts in Philadelphia and- <laughs> Can't climb these. My favorite thing to do after a major sporting championship is to go on Twitter and find a copy or find the feed for the local police scanner and the absolute mayhem that happens. Like when the Cubs won the World Series, somebody broke into Wrigley Park and started taking dirt off the mound. Sure. So, or my one of my all-time favorite <clears throat> all-time favorites, when the Tampa Bay Rays won and a guy gets crowned with a bottle of uh, vodka, he's up on a streetlight and gets domed and falls off into a crowd. He was okay. I'm not advocating for injury, but he was fine. Great. Yes, it was. Yep. So you've got that. Bruins are Bruinsing. Uh, Red Sox. <clears throat> I watched spring training little, starts. I watched a little bit of the All Star stuff over the weekend, which was very much like the NBA All Star game, but where just no one plays defense. So there's just like a goal like every two minutes. Yes. Nobody's really hitting. Yeah, like, yeah, this it's is all it. about the skills competition <laughs> night and things like that. This isn't worth getting hurt over. I will say the NFL's most, um, one of the things I liked was most creative catch was one of the, like, it's like the NFL's version of the slam dunk contest. Kind of like that. It was kind of cool. So there you go. That's that. That's sports reports. N- well, we're not done. With sports reports? No. Oh. Normal human Kyrie Irving had requested a trade before the trade deadline yeah, that, uh, at the time we're recording is tomorrow, so more stuff is going to happen. So if you're like, hey, why didn't you talk about this trade? Because it hasn't happened yet for me. What do you want? Uh, he requested a trade, and he got traded to the Mavericks. Yes. Which is wild. Um, so now you're going to have, I mean, Mark Cuban's trying to do the thing that Masai Ujiri did a few years back, like getting Kawhi on a rental. Mm-hmm. Like, is it going to be a long-term thing? I would doubt it. Can the Mavericks go for a championship? I would also doubt that. Also true. Um, but you're going to have Luka and Kyrie there, who are basically the same version of the same player, like two ball-dominant guys who don't like to play defense. It's going to be very much like your turn, my turn kind of basketball. And Kyrie, once again, is going into a situation where he's second fiddle. Like Luka's, It's Luka's team. It's not his. Yeah. How is that going to work out for him? Uh, I would guess poorly. And then he went into a press conference and like everything he does, it was just a mess and everything he's like putting out on Twitter. He should be a politician because he is the master of saying just a mass amount of bullshit without ever actually saying oh, yeah. anything. What was it? One of the things I, ooh, yes. One of the things I saw where he was being questioned about, um, quoting this book that has anti-Semitic th- uh, themes and threads in it. And he says, you know, I've got Jewish family members, why don't you judge me for what I do on the court, not what I do off the court? He's like, I have a great work ethic. Why does everyone judge me for off-court stuff? Like, Because you're a public figure. <laughs> because it's weird, man. Like, What you do is weird. Then he like he deleted his apology post on Instagram for the anti-Semitic stuff. He's like, I delete things all the time, but I stand by my apology. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah. He's just a weird guy. He's playing for the first time tonight. Uh, I'm probably not. I haven't looked at what time that game is, but I doubt I'm going to see it because it's Celtics Philly tonight, and I'm watching that one instead. Yes, you are. Uh, what else happened? Oh, John Morant's friends. John Morant's friends? Friends. What, what just happened there? Friends. John Morant's friends seem like assholes. This is unsubstantiated, but reported. Like, when I say unsubstantiated, they couldn't prove it. But apparently, um, like, following, like, some altercation with, like, Pacers players, uh, there was a red dot trained on some of them when they were leaving. Oh. Ugh. Don't like that. Which is... Um, you know, probably just a laser pointer, but certainly disconcerting. Um, has a violent implication to it. it. It's not a not a good thing unless you're playing with a cat and you're trying to like get it to do things so, or dogs. So Jaws in some level of hot water, or maybe not. It's probably gonna, not going to result in anything if it hasn't at this point. So I don't know, but it was just like, what is this? Not good. What do you do? That's smart. We need to be better. Don't threaten people. No, whether it's him or like his friends it's just like this is a stupid thing yes agreed all right that's it that's what i got there you go that's sports reports cool all right so we're gonna move on from there hey the last of us is still happening still blowing up numbers still being a huge ass thing that's why we're talking about it mm. so we're gonna talk about the last of us episode four and screaming it's streaming so you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two avengers nope we're screaming at streaming so let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. Like a good joke book. 
Zach, what happened to the man who ran in front of the bus? He died. He got tired. What happened to the man who ran behind the bus? He got exhausted. I want you to go on your phone again. I don't usually ask this, but <laughs> just, just pick it up. You want me to just wait in the truck? I need something to strike. <laughs> uh, uh, yes, I, I do enjoy El- No, that's my phone. <laughs> I was tricked. <laughs> got him. I didn't, I didn't enjoy your ruse, sir. <laughs> well met. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so Joel and Ellie continue their trek in their truck, which they've spent basically the entire show trying to get to Montana. Uh, right. Good goodbye right. truck. Yeah, goodbye truck. <laughs> this was they spent all this time, which I know it's like they're not, clearly not just going to drive from point A to point B, but it felt so short. Like we spent literally this time, like well over three hours in this world of them just trying to get a working vehicle, and yeah. then it's gone in five minutes. So, yeah. <laughs> There was one point where they're driving along. I'm like, this is like Lord of the Rings, but with a truck. <laughs> I feel like I was just like, I want to see a tank. And like getting Joel getting real shit. He's like, read the map. He's like, I've never read a map. This it's is my, my second day in a truck. <laughs> no, I like the episode. We meet uh, meet new characters. Yes, we meet Kathleen, who is a uh, character invented for the show, was not a game character. Uh, see, I don't know, so I didn't know. But... I'm telling you. She likes to shoot people. They like to have some anarchy. Yeah, they've taken over the QZ in, in the city. What was the city again? Um, Kansas City. Kansas City. So they made pretty good time in a couple of days with having to stop the siphon gas out of trucks. And- I do like that. What, it, you, it is a real thing. It's like, yeah, like the gas would all be shot at this point. Yeah. I think the main point of this episode is... Uh, Use fuel, stabil- fuel stabilizer. Yeah. It's a cautionary tale about not using fuel stabilizer. Yes. I stabilize all my fuel. To be fair, I don't, even with fuel stabilizer, I don't think it would last 20 years. No, but still, my fuel is the most stable thing in my life. <laughs> I use my, uh, marine grade stuff because it's the strongest. I'm like, why not? It's not really any more expensive and it's stronger. No, I, I got, the last time I got some was like two in one because when you were ran out, I was like, oh shit, I need to get some too. Yeah. I, I just use marine grade. <laughs> yeah. Because it's the strongest. I, don't, I mean, so yeah. I'm like, why not? It's marine as in like the ocean, not marine as in like the army yes although army and marines are different but whatever the military speaking of the military yes, there's I, no yes, federals i, I meant both. because yes because kathleen's group of people have taken over the city and they ambushed joel and ellie when they decide well we're not going to go through the creepy ass tunnel that's a bad idea well they can't get through it they're stuck yeah they got to go around that dude with the big beard he's um he's from the game oh, okay he was a, a different character in the game but they yeah just brought him back wow. So it's a big ass beard. It's a nice beard. As a man who has a big ass beard, I appreciate that. Mm. As a man with a big mustache, that is a- I appreciate it. <laughs> you made a business decision, and I don't know if I fully agree or endorse your choices, sir. Um, I love it. Oh, good for you. <laughs> because it's so fucking stupid. It's not. You've made worse choices. I now have a giant handlebar mustache. Like my beard was getting pretty big, so I just shaved it down to the handlebar. And I usually, if I'm like, you know, like. Every I think everyone who has a beard who has clippers will like yeah. will play with like oh yeah and there's this and now there's this and I just went no I'm committing to this and I'm committing to it for a while. <laughs> just I a, kind of just a big handlebar mustache. Like, when I shave my beard <laughs> in the spring, I'll try the handlebar just to do it, but I'm not going to keep it. I just want to do a big big mustache and see what I look like with a, just a giant mustache. I could still go with a giant mustache. I just have to bring up the bars a little. Yeah. A little. But like I get the I get the ability to twirl it out like a. Like a villain. See? I don't regret this decision. I think it's hilarious. Oh, well. Anyway. So, uh, Ellie shoots a guy that's trying to kill Joel. Joel kills him. We learn that it's not the first time that Ellie's killed somebody or tried to kill somebody. We get some... What I do enjoy about this is we finally, for the first time, really, in an episode, see the development of the relationship between Ellie and Joel. Yeah. uh, One of the... I can't remember which one... Uh, one of the co-creators of the show was talking about that scene and just saying, like, basically, Ellie is cargo to Joel. Well, no, not th- like her when she shoots the guy. Like, yeah, that's her. Like, she wants to be like Joel. Like, that's her thing. Like, she feels like if she can't do that, then she's worthless and weak, and she wants to emulate this guy. Yeah, and that's why she goes through with it. A hundred percent. No, I thought it was great acting. Yeah, and also by like the guy that gets shot. Like, it's not quite in the ass, but close enough. Yes. And I under, like all his levels. He's like, I'm gonna try and humanize myself. I'll take all my stuff. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Then he just gets stabbed. Yes. Oh, we also totally glance over the part where Ellie finds Bill's porn in the back of the truck. Oh, yeah. Why are these pages stuck together? And he's like, What? Gotcha. I was like, Oh, or, clever um, joke, Ellie. Or I like uh, way better. How do you walk around with that thing? Because yes. Uh, 
Questions you've never had to ask yourself. <laughs> or me, for that matter. <laughs> because she's walking around. Because of the ability. Like, it's not a playboy. It's a, I guess, it's, a playgirl or some it, other. I'm not up on my male erotica magazines. Nor am I. Maybe it's just one they made for it. Because, I mean, you don't really, like, everything is done through her, like, describing the book. It doesn't, like, there's no pictures. She wasn't reading it for the articles. I mean, it's HBO. If there's a dick in there, I'm not going to be surprised. No, but I'm also don't think there's going to be a dick in there. So it could be. It could be. <laughs> It'd be really funny to see nude clickers, like just big swinging dicks, but they get all the shit coming out of their face. <sighs> like, which part do I want to look at? I can't decide. Which mushroom head are we looking at? <laughs> there God. you go. Oh, that was uh, that was a, that was a bridge too far. Ah, uh, well. There it is. Uh, episode ends, though, on a nice little cliffhanger. Ellie and Joel are multiple stories up in this building. Joel's like, I can hear the broken glass I laid out. Nope, because they wake up at gunpoint. Yeah. Not great at that, are you, Joel? Nope, not clearly, because he fell asleep on. I do like that they stayed with like the Ellie saying, you don't hear well on your left ear, but when Joel gets woken up, it's his left ear that's up. So. I didn't notice. Good well, for you. you. Thank you. I, do, I like earlier. I was like, what is this? This is 20-year-old Chef Boyardee. I like it. Yes. I don't disagree. <laughs> it's amazing it lasted that long. Listen, expiration dates on cans are more guidelines than rules. Uh, I'm sure this is a world where people have constant diarrhea. Yeah. I mean, if you're eating Chef Boyardee in general, and then if you're eating 20-year-old Chef Boyardee. That's a good point. Nothing's coming out solid. It's going to look out, It's gonna look the same coming out as it went in. Gross. There you go. All right. That's the last of us. That's the last of, <laughs> that's the last of that segment. Thank God. All right. We're going to move on from there. To Fantastic Four number 51. This man. This monster. Yes. It's Jared's Reading Corner. All right. This is one of the most famous issues of Fantastic Four. Why are we talking about it this week? Well, um, I, I chose to do this because it is the 29th anniversary of Jack Kirby's death. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, what would be a good issue to do that we haven't done? And there's, there's certainly plenty of Kirby stuff that we haven't touched, uh, like... I mean, literally countless series that like we could do, but I was trying to think of like, what's a good one-off that shows like a lot of what he's about. So this is where I landed. One of the most famous issues of Fantastic Four, certainly one of the most famous covers, and we can dive into it. What are you doing? Yes. I was looking for your your commissioned piece. Oh, that I had to sell that to buy Kirby art. Oh, okay. You had a commissioned piece that you had that was. It's an <clears throat> homage to this cover, but I've... With a turtle. Yeah, um, so, because this is Fantastic Four 51. The IDW series did a blank cover for Ninja Turtles 51. Ah. So I thought connecting the two 51s would be fun. So yes, I did commission a piece, but then I had to sell a lot of art to be able to cover the cost of buying Jack Kirby art. Oh, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. So, so that's that's gone. That's long gone. I had to sell that. Anyway, we get the thing. He's out in the rain. People are like... Which, well, like we said... The cover. I love this cover. Oh, yeah. This man, this monster. And then we get Kirby usually opens his stuff. The early days format, a lot of it was it would go splash, double H, splash. This one, I think I think it's just splash, and there's not a double after that. Let me look. Okay, no. So it's, it's just a splash, which is could have been almost an alternate on the cover, but it's just like Ben standing in the rain. Yeah. And it's one of my favorite splash pages of all time. It's incredible. Like, this dude is, like, there's so much pathos in here. Like, this dude is just fucking down oh yeah like rain is pouring off of him like he's a big rock monster like what's he gonna do with an umbrella like what does it really matter like none of this shit matters life is terrible he's made of rocks it's true he's rock hard we've had enough dick doc tonight thank you no it's in general he's got like rock hard abs yeah and biceps and quads and glutes and anything else and hip flexors and calf muscles mm. gastrocnemius if you want the scientific name Remember that weird fan four stick movie where they didn't have him with the pants and he just didn't have a dick and it was weird. Like just put him in pants and we don't need to think about that was this. A, also a bad movie still, but yeah, but that was a weird choice. Or like, yeah, no pants, no dick, no rocks. It was weird. It was a weird choice. Yeah. Anyway, he's in the rain. Things aren't going well for Ben Grimm. <clears throat> in fact, sad. You could say he has a grim outlook on his life. Great. Uh, written by Stan Lee, art by Jack Kirby. At this point, we are in the realm of Joe Sennett uh, being our main Fantastic Four anchor, which he will do for a couple hundred issues. I think he's, if memory serves, I, this is 51. I think he started as the regular anchor on 44. It wasn't the first thing he did. He did ink um, Fantastic Four number five, which was the first appearance of Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. But now we're like 
we're solidly into like Joe Sennett is our anchor for uh, he must have done more issues of Fantastic Four than literally anyone else. Like even with like Stan and Jack doing like hundred plus, I th- yeah. think Sennett would have been on there for more than that. So yeah. So Ben Grimm is in the rain. Yes. Uh, he's then pr- uh, approached by the scientist. He's like, hey, you're in the rain and it's sad. Why don't you come in? My name is Ricardo Jones. And I'm gonna uh, bill Cosby your drink. Yeah. Would you like some coffee? Would you like some coffee? How do you like? How do you take your coffee? Cream, sugar, drugs? Yeah. So Ben passes out, and this guy's like, "Haha, my." This is about the only part of the story where I kind of get a little bit of a hiccup. He's like, "Yeah, my long gestating plan of convincing Ben Grimm to like come in here has finally been achieved." I'm like, "The dude just happened to be outside. This wasn't a plan. No, he was just there. He was. Like, I guess your plan of." wait and see paid off good for you yes but he commits an act where he can uh switch bodies with ben Grimm, so he's able to take on the thing powers leaving ben Grimm powerless and in human form but then he goes to the baxter building and he's talking like with that real like new york accent mm-hmm. making him sound like ben Grimm. and then ben actually shows up he's like hey who's this nut job he took my powers and they're like uh this is clearly the thing because he's a big rocky man Yes. So go away, guy who looks exactly like Ben Grimm. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's no way that you can be. Yeah. His rationale is um, the guy, Ricardo, can crush some metal. They're like, see, yeah. he is the thing because he can crush stuff. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's the, exactly the, I mean, I can crush stuff. Does that make me the thing? And Reed's and Ricardo wants to get revenge on Reed Richards because he feels slighted by things that he's done in the past as like this scientist. And then uh, Reed's doing an experiment where he's going to jump into the negative. So he's like, hey, Ben, I need you to hold this cord so if you know things go sideways you can pull me out yes exactly and basically it comes down to like there's also a part of this like well while we're talking about like the kirbiness of this all there is uh kirby like to experiment a lot with things like in one especially within the fantastic four he liked to play with collages mm-hmm. a lot and like with the use of the negative zone which they go there all the time like he gets to play with that so we do there's only one page but we, we do get a nice splash of some jack kirby collage art that is not just your typical you know pencil and ink yeah i like the the negative zone was cool like it was definitely you could sense the kirby in it like he loved like it has always felt like when he got to do those fantastic kind of things those like otherworldly whether it was kirby tech or it was kind of a mystical realm because i mean when you're like what who is like the not galactus but the other guy oh like Annihilus, the guy, in, or Blastar. The one that was like the silhouette, but it was the galaxy was his silhouette. Oh, Eternity? Yeah, that guy. Girl thing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Thank you. Uh, but but uh, the line snaps. Reed's going to be trapped forever. Our thing imposter jumps in there. He's like, hey, I've really learned what the meaning of science is now. And he throws Reed out, and then he dies. Or does yeah. he? Um, and Ben, well, he's about to go see his girlfriend, Alicia, because he's like, I'm a regular man now. He turns back into the thing and then gets sad again. Yeah, he's like, dinged, he ding-dong dashes her. He does. And she's like, who was there? I thought I heard a noise. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this dude weighs like a thousand pounds. I bet even if he didn't like knock on your door, you probably heard him coming. Yeah. He's not light. No, he's not. He's, he's a man a, made of rocks. He is. 100%. But then the ending, like, Reed and Sue are mourning the loss of their friend Ben, <clears throat> and they're like, oh, Ben, you're here. You're alive. And then Reed's like, yeah, that asshole, he paid his debt like a real man. And then we did, um, very recently, within the last few months, did uh, read a sequel to this. Did you that click in your brain at all? No. We did that Fantastic Four full circle book. Mm, oh, yeah, a little bit, yes. Yeah, where uh, it turns out this guy doesn't die. He just goes on, he finds life on a planet and, inside yeah. the negative zone. And he's like, oh, man, I'm so glad to see you guys again. That doesn't sound very negative to me. So I would like you to share your thoughts on this issue, this famed issue. We kind of skipped over like the middle act where I don't care about Johnny in college. Yeah, Johnny I never in college. care about Johnny in college. Also, it's like again, classic. Stan's gonna rate teenagers, teen hyphen agers. Yes, uh, as Stan often does. I think it was very interesting to me from a standpoint of how it was kind of taking Ben Grimm's identity, which he struggled with becoming the thing, then it's taken away from him, and he's like, "No, I want to be the thing," and he's like. We'll have an opportunity to like be cured of being the thing, which is a common theme with him, like not wanting to be the thing, but then realizing maybe I do like being the thing. 
I've had a, a journey with this issue because I was always aware of the cover and I always wanted to read it. And, like it has such like I love that like tag on it, like this man, this monster. I'm like, oh man, like what's this gonna be about? Like and the cover even looks insane. Like it makes it look like something crazy is gonna happen with science and like Well it does they go to the negative zone. Ben is like having like this like internal battle and like what's he gonna like what's he gonna do? What's he gonna fight? What's it gonna be? At the end of the day, this issue doesn't have a villain really. No. Like there's no one like it's in most of the story for as much as like this is like one of the most famed issues of the Fantastic Four isn't about the Fantastic Four. It's mostly about a guy we've never heard of before and never, never hear from again. Yeah. So when I first read it, I was like, oh, man, I can't wait. I, like, I got my hands on this. Like, it's going to be so great to read this. Then I read it. I was like, what the hell was that? Like, I don't know what I was like expecting in my brain, but I did not like it the first time I've read it. I've read it, I don't know, maybe five times after I have 100 percent turned around on it like i I love this issue i think it's great I, the art in it is so solid with the exception of like the like my plan that i've waited for all these years like it's just outside man yeah you roofied him yeah how many cups of coffee did you go through to figure out the right roofie content to knock out the rock guy like and then the question is is the this man the sponsor is it talking about ricardo jones is it talking about you know is it really talking about the thing it's such as like stanley like or is it just like purple prose kind of title? Like it's so nineteen fifties. We're gonna like hook you like in like with a monster movie. Title. Yeah, it's and it's such. I love it. This man, this monster. It's so good. But the first time I read it, I didn't like it because it, it had been built up so much in my brain. I'm like, this is one of the best issues, and I've never read it. I probably read it like maybe like. But there's no real monster in it. It's Ben, or is or it is Ricardo it? for like stealing another man's body and his identity to get revenge, and then pays the ultimate price to come square with the house? I mean, I, I've come way around on it but it was it was like it built up so much in my head before i read it i was like can't wait to do this nothing happened yeah there <laughs> was I, nothing that happened but and i, I greatly enjoy it now but it, I, I have kind of had a my own little funny arc with this one specific issue the cover is great i love that splash i mean the art it's fucking this is like that peak time of like the fantastic four where they're hitting on all cylinders like right before this was like the galactus trilogy then we got like black panther coming in right after this like this is mm. When they are just hitting everything on all cylinders, it's just like hit after hit after hit after hit. It's great, and it, like this one doesn't disappoint. That is just in that like the best era of the Fantastic Four. We're like, oh my god, everything is like, yeah. I mean, maybe not everything, but like there is a good long stretch where things are just like they're all classics. Yeah, no. Again, I felt like you because I never read it, but I've always seen the cover and like heard you talk about it. I was like, all right, where's the like? I kind of had the same reaction to you, but I was also like, I enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, it's it's a classic. I love it. All right. All right, we're going to move on from there to the final segment of the show. I know it's time to close it out, kids. Yes. In letters. letters to the editors. Mm, okay. Wasn't going to say it with you. Oh. But we're moving on. Whatever. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. Hey, if you want to ask us your own questions, you can. And by the way... Um, this we're at that point again, kids. We need letters. Yes, this is the pleading part of the show. Send us your Valentine's. Uh, aside from uh, your money that I want, I would also like your letters. Mm, letters uh, and money. Because we are... Is there nothing better than getting an envelope full of cash? It's up there. Yeah, I told you. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the, the letters are... Um, the well is almost dry. So if you want to send something in, boy, would it be appreciated. All right. Yes. Editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. What do we got? That is the way to send them. What is something that you used to like that you don't like anymore? Ooh. I can start if you want. Yeah, I got to think. I was thinking about a couple of a different movies that like I used to be into. And I mean, for the sake of the show, I was thinking about like the superhero boom of stuff. Like I was thinking about like, you know, like there used to be like this. And this is not the one I'm going to go with. But I was thinking like there used to be like this like great mystique around like the original like 89 Batman movie, which I loved. And it was gothic and it was dark and it was weird. And then, like, with time, I'm like, this movie is paced really poorly. There are really boring stretches in it. And I'm not going to say that. That's not, I haven't, I haven't, like, fully turned on the movie because I still love that movie to a, a certain degree. But if we're going to go with staying in the realm of comic book movies, which I, I could have maybe picked something else, but that's where I landed. I'm going to go with the first X Men movie. Okay. That movie is dull as shit. It's, it's really poorly acted. Like, and I'm, let's remove the Brian Singer aspect out of it. Mm hmm. It's a really shittily shot movie. Like, it's so static. Like, there's almost no action. Like, there's that cage fight that's kind of cool. 
and like the little bar fight afterwards. Yes. But so much of that movie, and there's a really good line in there of um, like Magneto is like a god, like a god fearing line that's really cool. Yeah. It's like, are you a god fearing man, Senator? It's like I thought of God as whatever the fuck he says. Yeah. But like these are like little moments for the most part. Like it's all underdeveloped characters. The action scenes suck. The exposition is clunky. It's there's that dumbass joke about like, oh, what would you prefer? Yellow spandex? It's just it's so boring. It's such a boring movie. It's a slog to get through it. Like yeah. I, I don't want to rewatch it. It's just boring. The casting in it, for the most well, I, I shouldn't say for the most part. The casting that they hit, they knock out of the park. And then there's a bunch of kind of like generic casting that's like, whatever. I mean, the movie definitely has positives. You could definitely say that it is certainly instrumental in kicking off the whole like comic book movie genre, at least within modern times. But it's a fucking boring movie and I don't like it. Yeah. And I used to like when it came out like in 2000, I was like, my God, this is the greatest thing ever. But like with hindsight, it's like, God, that movie sucks. It's so dull. Yeah, I can see that. That's a good answer. I there were, I think there was a slew of movies that. I liked when they first came out. Then I was like, eh, I don't know. Um, I actually enjoyed the original Daredevil, the first Daredevil movie. But now that I'm better educated, thanks to you, I don't like that movie. <laughs> movie sucks. Yes. Oh, but what about the director's cut? We're coolers in it. No, it still sucks. Yeah, no. It's just really. longer and suckier. Was it the la- That was one of the last movies Michael Clark Duncan was in. No, because he didn't. Maybe that, it that was 2003. Oh, yeah. And he... <sighs> He must have been alive to about like 2010. Oh, maybe it wasn't. So he definitely would have been in plenty after that. Yeah, that movie. I mean, that's great. I I totally understand why they cast him as the Kingpin. Like that casting makes a whole fuck ton of sense. I don't know. I can't think of it. Like a lot of the stuff I love, I love and I still love. There's nothing I really think I've fallen out of love with. It's a great question. I just can't think of anything that I'm like, I used to really like it and now I don't like it. Ghostbusters 2. It's not that good. I still like it though still like it it's just like i i liked it more before it's like yeah it, it felt like you were just like ooh, it's the same stuff and you're like I, i'm lying to myself a little bit here it's not very good oh here's one this was kind of off the beaten track from what we normally talk about but like mythbusters the middle episodes the middle season of mythbusters were awesome the last season was okay but like where they got rid of like the second mythbusting crew but then they restarted mythbusters with two other guys and it was just like it tried way too hard to be the same. Oh, I mean that that'd be a different thing. Like uh, shitty reboots. Yeah, so many. Um, I I didn't I never watched Myth. I only watched it like if other people had it on, but I always enjoyed it when it was on. I yeah, just, I just never went out of my way to watch it. No, like if I never like oh there's a new episode of MythBusters, I got to watch it. But there was a lot of like there'd be marathons on. Like if I stumbled across a MythBusters marathon, I'd watch the shit out of that. I can still think still of like would. things that one thing that like always like ru- it ruined action movies for me afterwards it was just like if you shoot gasoline nothing happens like, yeah no. it's like no the bullet just goes through it no yeah you're right i guess unless it's like an incendiary round mm. but yeah no if you shoot like a, every action movie is like shoot the tank of gas you know what happens nothing, nothing. A, a hole gets put in the tank yes because gasoline itself is not what is explosive it's the vapor or i remember there was um one where uh, what is the quickest way to chill alcohol that it, you have at room temperature oh yeah i saw that like and they made like a little still where you could pour beer down through and like super chill it no the answer was a fire extinguisher oh yeah <laughs> that that was the fastest you can get way to chemical feel- burns if somebody sprays a fire extinguisher on you that is the quickest way to chill room temperature alcohol in a yes. container i did like the the drinking myths where they would just get drunk and hang out at the <clears throat> the Mythbusters place. That was I, cool. I don't remember because, like I said, I yeah. barely. I liked what I saw, but I didn't see a lot. Yeah. No, I would. I would agree. The first X Men movie. Yeah. Um. Clearly, I said Daredevil. That bat. That first Batman movie, like that was so epic. And now you look at, it and we're, like we used to think that was like so dark, and now you watch it, I'm like this movie is fucking silly. Yeah. It's not dark. It's just silly. I like the original Batman though better than Batman Returns. I think that's a pretty universal thing, although I like yeah. the Batman Returns suit better. Yes. I like the first part of Batman Returns where he just throws the guy as he's walking through the snowy covered area. Yeah. That was funny. I, I haven't, like, I still have a certain soft spot for Batman in my heart, but, like, that first X-Men movie, aside from, like, the things that I mentioned, it's kind of a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's where I'm at. All right. All right. Uh, we'll be back next week. It's uh, the season of love, so we'll probably do something romantic. Oh, candles? Uh, I don't know what we're doing yet. Fine dinner and wine? Probably not. Okay. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to Editor's Note Comic. Uh, no, let's try that again. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com 
Slut. Patreon.com. Slut? (laughs) That's not going to get anybody to go there. If you enjoyed the show, go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to the podcast, the pods of the Dark Tower. That's yeah. the new Yep, episode one is out. Episode two has been recorded. I just have to edit it. Yeah. So that'll be up soonish. Yes. There you go. But you can only get that if you're a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, for right now, for quite a while. Plus, you uh get access to other things that are behind the paywall, but that's the really the big thing that's behind the paywall right that, now. That's the new shiny uh thing. Yep. Please I- re- oh no, no, fine. I'll say, please rate, review, and subscribe on yeah. your favorite pod pat 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 podcasting slut pat platforms. <laughs> sure thing, Porky Pig. Sure thing. Uh, plus, you can reach out to us editorsnotecomics at gmail dot com, and you can find Zach on Twitter. Just look up editors no comics. Yeah, that's there. You're there too. I don't know what you do there. At Junior Rich. Uh, uh, I guess you uh, post sad things about your cat. Only one sad thing about the cat. I don't know. There's two. Two. Sad What's there two? Things. There was more than one. There was one, and then the second one was like, "This is going to be a hard adjustment." And then I drank a bottle of wine, so. (laughs) All right. We'll be back next week to talk about love, kids. Aw. So, yeah.